near post, get there first. The near post, get there first. Don't get there second, don't get there third. The near post, get there first. If it's for football news that you thirst. The near post, get there, get there first. Hi and welcome to the near post. Uh, I am Paddy Bordier and we are talking football across the Australian Community Radio Network. Not much to talk about today. Uh, some guy, Mr. Palmer, had a word to say. Some uh, Socceroo lineup was announced, and uh, we had the greatest game ever in the in the A League, three two, uh, Brisbane Roar versus Melbourne Victory. So hopefully the boys have uh, brought some extra material to fill the show out. Uh, the boys being Aaron. Aaron, how are you today? Not so bad, Paddy. How's things? Yeah, good. You're looking very casual, Aaron. Uh, you've been to the beach. No, no, not the beach. Uh, the public service, Paddy. Ah, uh, you playing it cool, you see. It's just you, uh, Aaron for uh, for listeners at home is just hanging out in his jeans and his t-shirt, telling us he's just returned from work. I suspect he's just been hanging out no, mall all day. I work in PR. Okay. It's, it's, it's basically want, union attire yeah. right there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty much. And uh, talking uni attire, uh, we've got Nick Ames with us. Uh, Nick, how was uni today? Did you do any hours oh, at all? Off. Oh, Three hours of lectures, it's, it's all right. Three hours of lectures. Yeah, uh-huh. got a nice nap. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's nice. Um, now, uh, coming up in the next half hour, we've got all the news, including uh, the Gold Coast fiasco and, dare I add, the World Game interview fiasco. Uh, we've got the Socceroos lineup, and uh, and we've got A-League. We've actually got uh, quite a full show, so I'm going to keep... Um, Chugging along. Now, if you've got an inquiry or you simply like to tell us how much you like the show, you can do so on our email, nearpostradio, or one word, at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can catch the podcast on www.nearpost.blogspot.com and on iTunes, as well as halftimeheroes.com.au. Our show dedication is to Miron Blyberg, a, a good football manager, uh, one of my favourites, and certainly uh, good for a quote. Was he sacked? Did he retire? Uh, fact is that he has left uh, Gold Coast United, um, and we'll be talking further on into that. But um, yeah, sad to see him go. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, favourite of mine. Really nice guy. One of the gentlemen of the game, and uh, Australian football will be uh, all the poorer for it if he walks away. Yeah, I, I think so. But um, there's a couple of teams that are in the offing for a manager, so you know he might uh, might be might not be standing in that doll queue for too long. Maybe not. Now, the quiz for today, uh, just, to, just to warm us up before we get into the news, um, how many minutes of first-team football has David Carney played? David Carney, one of the uh, players selected for the Socceroos, how many fo- minutes of football has he played in 2011-12 this season? I could take a stab. I didn't get yeah. the quiz in advance this week. No, I I'd, know. Uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd take a shot and say 46. Yeah. Uh, you would be absolutely correct. I'm not even going to go to Nick. Uh, yes. Uh, thanks to Art Sapphire for that, who uh, who tweeted that. I thought that was a fantastic statistic. 46 minutes of football. And he's um, picked to start for the Socceroos. And I dare say he's going to get a start because I think he's the only specialist left back. I think they've got uh, Morona as well. Or is he on the right? He's a right back. He's a right back. Yeah, it's right, ba- right back from Melbourne Hunt and then they've got okay. Beige on the left. Because I actually saw some quotes from Holger Ossik that said uh, Carney's choice was largely ceremonial because they wanted to get him back involved in the group and make him feel welcome because he did so well back in the German the German game. But right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, fantastic. So, so right, I, right, I kind of got, the, I kind of got no, the impression that he was They might be able to play. shift Michael Thwaite out there. 
He, he's known to play. Been known to play left back. Yeah, but you you wouldn't be shifting people. I think they've chosen him to play. Uh, well, we we will see. The proof will be in the pudding. But, um, yeah, it's it's an intriguing move. I thought. Now I'm going to get to the news so that we can get to the discussion points. Um, release Swansea City midfielder Tommy Butler has arrived in Australia, and he is set to train with Melbourne Victory as Jim Magilton looks to strengthen his A League squad's playmaking options. So he's got Hernandez. He's got Kuehl. He feels the need to add to his squad? I think they need to add to the squad, but I think they need defenders. I think <laughs> no, right across the back line so they well. are quite abysmal, really. Well, maybe maybe Medusin is just going with this the we-must-score-more-than-the-other-team philosophy. This <laughs> new Spanish guy is absolutely terrible. Well, I've only seen him play twice, but both times he's big hacking, hacking tackles that go nowhere near the ball, penalties given away. I always find it amusing when it's very obvious to the watching public what a team needs, and yet they continually bring in, you know, I think, uh, I think this too. Uh, I mean, if you look at uh, the Sydney coach, he brought in uh, Hayden Fox from the Perth Glory, followed <laughs> yes. by Jamie Corn by the Perth Glory, mm. and pretty much any fan that will watch A-League over the last five years could tell you this was not going to be a good idea. And they were quite old, I recall. That's right. <laughs> when they were signed. Anyway, um, moving on, Adelaide's Asian Champions League campaign may have suffered a blow. After questions were raised over Casio's eligibility to play last night, this is a serious issue. Casio uh, was it a yellow card he received in the I game. I think before? he received a red. Oh, I mean, a red he, was, card. he was sent off out? in the last game that they played in the ACL in the what nine o nine ten season, and then he played in the qualifier on Thursday. And obviously, he wasn't able to because he had received a suspension, but surely the AFC should have notified Adelaide that, you know, you can't select this Cassio player. There's something which uh, I haven't heard talked about in the media yet, but I, I have seen thrown around the place through friends, is that the AFC now has the power to say to, to Adelaide, look, you're, gonna, you're not going to be in the competition because you've played a suspended player, and instead of re- giving it to the Indonesian team, they lost. They can now revert to the team that came fourth in Australia Ooh. last year, and who wants to take a guess at who that was? Uh, was it Wellington Phoenix? It was the Gold Coast. Oh, it was Gold Coast. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Even better. The plot oh, thickens. The plot thickens. <laughs> Gold Coast for Asian Champions League. There you go. Uh, awesome. Um, well, I look forward to seeing what comes out of that. Uh, on February 29th, uh, Australia and New Zealand are both in action. Unfortunately, not against each other. And New Zealand hosts uh, the Reggae Boys, Jamaica in a friendly. And the Roos host Saudi Arabia in what is a dead rubber for us. The Oluroos would play on February 22nd, so to some who are listening to this podcast, um, this game might have already happened, but they'll start filtering back for uh, the Oluroos, that is, for the next game week. And uh, I'd say that depending on when they were coming back, you're going to see the likes of uh, Mitch Nichols and and whatnot gracing the, the teams once again. Brett Holman's AZ Alkmaar crashed to a surprise 3-0 defeat against Utrecht. Uh, AZ were down two goals and uh, within the first 20 minutes, and they replaced uh, Holman with a defender after 24 minutes. Not a good look for Holman. Uh, also, he didn't get a call-up to the Socceroos, so he's not having a good week. No, oh, well, he's he's pretty much cemented his place in the team. I think mm. the soccer is so. fringe and, him players. Team, Tim Cahill yeah. uh, left out on purpose. Uh, Adam Federici is having a great season. Uh, he kept his 14th clean sheet of the season in Reading's 1-0 triumph to Burnley. Uh, Miller Yednak's Crystal Palace enjoyed a comfortable 4-0 win over Watford. And uh, just in the news, um, a player that I'd never heard of, 16-year-old Aussie Jake Alderson. A midfielder apparently signed a three-year deal with Everton. 
Not bad, 16-year-old. I signed with Everton. Had anyone heard of him before? No, I hadn't, but it's all a numbers game. The more that we can get out in those kind of clubs, the better. Well, that's right. Some because, come good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, because you get a lot of players at that age who who make the grade but don't necessarily step on through, so yeah. we need as many as possible. Oh, you, can, you can see the list that the FFA puts out every now and then. There's tons of them hanging around in academies around the world in <laughs> the far, corn, far corners that you wouldn't think of, France, places like that. Yep. <laughs> now, uh, to the topics of uh, contention today... Um, turns out if you have a lot of money and you go on television, people aren't going to ask you any hard questions. Clive Palmer was interviewed on the World Game, as was Ben Buckley, uh, by Fozzie and uh, David Jelich. And I, for one, were incredibly disappointed with uh, the lack of intensity in uh, Foster and Jelich's questioning. Clive Palmer's got a license with the Gold Coast for two more years. Are we stuck with him? Look, I, I hope so. I think there's a really good case for the Gold Coast, which no one's really putting forward that well. Clive Palmer gave it a crack, but he comes across very abrasive, which people don't like. But I, I think there really is a good case for the Gold Coast. If you have a look at it, over the last two years, they've they've won the Youth League twice in a row. They've t- recruited some of the best talent in the country, the very young talent. Now, this year, they've let some of their older hands go, and they're push, starting to push that talent up into their first uh, their, their senior team. Okay, they've got the wooden spoon this year, but they've been competitive all year, and you'll find over the next two years, if he does stick around, They'll have some of the best youngsters in the country that are now battle-hardened with first-team football. I think they'll be a very good team. You make it sound like a plan, whereas I'm seeing it more of a a happening, as they're letting all these uh, players on big contracts go and they've got no one else to fill their place but youngsters. Okay, I'm trying to look on the bright side. (laughs) That's the way I I would be presenting it. I I do think there is a case to keep the Gold Coast around. Everyone seems to think it's... uh, all, all done and dusted that they're out next season no matter what. I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think they can come back and I think they can be a good team next year. So, Nick, um, do we want to keep the Gold Coast? Do we want to keep Clive Palmer? He came out with some really, uh, I, was gonna, um, I guess, statements that really lacked respect. He came out, uh, his statement was he didn't even like the game, the game of soccer, uh, that rugby was a much better game. He did step back from those comments on the World Game, saying that he just hated the backroom politics and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think it's... I, don't, I really don't like cutting another team uh, just one season after losing the Fury. And if he's keeping the team like afloat, I don't see any reason not to have them there. If they're still playing moderately competitively, I don't see why they should go. Well, one thing's for sure, the man is a media champion. He uh, managed 20 minutes of just pure rant. I think there was about talk. four questions out of the whole and, lot. And <laughs> uh, he certainly didn't get questions on that. Was that a uh, tactic on his part, Aaron? Could be, could be. I understand Clive does have some kind of media background, but uh, I just think Clive has a lot to say and he, he's not afraid to put it out there. So uh, I actually think these these kind of personalities are really good for the game. It gives us something to talk about. It keeps keeps us in, gives the fans something to talk about on it, the social ne- networking sites and things like that. It's certainly filled with news. I like a few colourful, in, uh, colourful identities hanging around. Uh, he, he's, he's, that. he's a big man and, and uh, he's a big identity. Um, maybe you're right. You're sort of convincing me a little bit in terms of uh, keeping him around just for sheer media attention because uh, I, I the, do think one the thing ratings that can't on the world happen, game would yeah. have been skyrocketing last That's night. That's right. And I do think one thing that can't happen is you can't have owners of the clubs publicly criticising the FFA and the way the game's run, really. Uh, it's okay for them to hold these views, but it really should be held within meetings inside the FFA. So last night it was 
Clive Palmer versus Ben Buckley, uh, albeit they were interviewed at different times during the show, and uh, one was interviewed oh, a lot more one, than the other. One on one, Ben Buckley. <laughs> so, so Clive what are your Palmer. thoughts on on Ben Buckley, Nick? How did he perform? Did he did he say anything that really sort of mattered to you? Not particularly. He just, I, I just think he just wanted to get in and tie off anything Clive said, and get the last word. Um, he just basically has been repeating what he's uh, been saying for like the last twelve months. Um. Uh, there were some questions put forward to him about uh, the uh, advice given to startup franchises, like what what should they do and were they monitored in terms of their community engagement? Because obviously the Gold Coast have well fallen short in that department. Um, but yeah, there wasn't really too much content there. He didn't speak for the very long. Well, look, I can honestly say I was really looking forward to the World Game. Um, I had it recorded, ready to watch it again, go through it in detail, and. I'd switched off by the time that they'd got to to Ben Buckley. I was so disappointed with the lack of intent, the lack of uh, pressure, essentially, from uh, World Game uh, interviewers. And uh, I just felt that it was, it was very, very soft. And I, I felt that was a discussion that we really needed to have and really needed to push the envelope. And we and we did none of those things. So I, for one, am very disappointed with... Uh, with the way SBS held uh, dealt with that, and they could, it was a it was a great moment for them. It could have been a great moment, and they should have taken hold of it much, much more. I thought. Look, this is the Fozzie that got stuck into Postacoglu for uh, for not bringing youngsters properly through uh, in in youth teams. You know, he was passionate and he was enraged at that. Where was the rage? There was no rage, no, no passion. Rage. <laughs> uh, well, the passion was on Twitter, but uh, other than that, not so much. But um. You are on the near post. We're across the community radio network. Uh, I want to talk Socceroos. And the Socceroos squad was announced uh, just today, 11.30, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Very interesting squad there. A few surprise names and a few surprise omissions. So, uh, yeah, kept people talking. So I went to the cupboard immediately, looked for my hoverboard, because we've gone back to the future. There were some names there that we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, first of all, Bresciano. Yeah, that was definitely the biggest shock of it all, I think. Uh, obviously, he's been uh, a stalwart for us in the past, but I thought his time had gone. Um, yeah. Apparently, there was a, a clash between him and Ogasek. I picked up on a, an article in 442, just quickly no, quickly read before I came in here. I don't know anything about that. Have you heard anything, Aaron? No, neither have I, but I've always really liked Bresciano as a player. But uh, my issue is that I'd like to think that since 2010, if things were going well in Australian football... He wouldn't be able to come back. We, yeah, we get to a position where at 32, now playing in the UAE, thanks for your contribution, but we, we've now got players that can fill your spot. So if we're looking to bring up the likes of uh, Bresciano, also Grella is angling for a comeback as soon as he gets fit, I think that's not a great state of affairs. They, they shouldn't be able to do that. Now, talking players that you know, giving uh, young kids a chance, there are eight A-League players. Unfortunately, not young kids. Well, some of them. Matt but, Ryan, uh, rather than that. Archie Thompson's hamstrings, uh, not young. Um, I, Nicky Carl. Jade North, not getting a run over in J, uh, J2, sitting Again, on the bench. Yeah, and, and yet he was picked, picked for this. So one thing that strikes me about this, this team is that it is very defender heavy mm-hmm. and uh, very light on attack. Uh, Thompson almost looks like he's, he's guaranteed a game. Brosk and Carl are the only front runners, unless, of course, you're going to put Kuehl up there. Is that who he's going to play? Oh, look, I don't know. I've stopped trying to predict these kind of things. It never turns out the way I think it will. But, yeah, you're right, very heavy on defence. A few surprise omissions. I mean, guys like Babelge, Halloran, been playing really well, available. Mitch Nichols is back in the fold for, for Brisbane Raw, not away with the Ollie Roos. So these are guys which 
I would expect to see in there, someone we can get excited about. But for me, one of the big ones was uh, Mark Schwarzer. He seems to be the only one that's come back from Europe, and I reckon he's just never, ever, ever going to not play in a Socceroos game because he's just scared to death of losing his spot. I, I think, and I think mm. he's, he's right to be so. But that, mm. that's how it should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, you should right. be absolutely terrified of losing your spot because there is good competition out there and it should be coming back to Australia to play for those games. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, look, I, I'm very happy to see him there. I'm so happy to see him pushing things. Uh, Lucas Neal is there. Uh, so, you know, Captain Sensible at the back. Won't be sliding in and losing us any games. Who's going to partner him, do you think? Well, he's got no shortage of partners here. Um, I think Ogmonster for the first half and then probably Spironovic in the second. I think it's worth keeping in mind this is a dead rubber. So yeah. uh, we've already qualified through this group. So we can experiment. I'd like to see some experiments. Uh, I'd like to see Moroni up there. Oh, yeah, I think Moroni will be the starting right back. But, yeah, that's what I think too. Um, I'm not Senate Senate defence. There's not really much um, new blood in there. It's just all the regulars that have just rotated. I mean, Thwaites come back into the fold, but I don't think he'd displace Ogonovsky if he's come away from Korea to play for it. Brisbane's finest, uh, Eric Parsley. Eric Parsley, yes, he's been pushing for a while now. Probably his form hasn't been as strong in the last uh, few months as it has been previous to that, but I, I think a well-earned call-up. And just to throw another couple of names out, out there, Alex Wilkinson and yes. uh, Matty Smith at Brisbane Raw, both unspectacular, be... but both consistently very solid. Going to be sitting at home watching it on telly like me. That's right, one and two on the table, Mariners and Raw. Well, what do these guys need to do to get a look in over a guy that sits on the bench in J2? Mm. Uh yeah, I agree. There's a, there's a lot of names here that they're either the age is catching up with them and they're no longer going to be sort of part of the Socceroos as we move into the future. There's a lot of guys that kind of uh, aren't getting minutes of their club and some proven performers that really aren't getting any time in the Socceroos at all. Wouldn't this be the time to give the A-League players and proven performers in the A-League a chance? I found that really disappointing that we weren't going there. And, guys, for you, what about uh, local Canberra product, Rod Rodgers? Was he ever a shot? He's only played three games, but uh, do you believe in throwing in these kind of precocious young talents straight away? I know uh, they did it with Rooney. As soon as he started playing, he was uh, he was in that first team. So, um, I really I, – it stops me dead because I want Rodgers to be everything and I want him to be a player that can play in the soccer race, but I wonder if it is a bit too early. Rooney was a different class altogether. But uh, you can see it was done with Harry Kuehl. Okay, Harry Kuehl it was very, very good player. But he he came in when he was very young. Rogic, maybe. Um, it would have certainly captured the media's I attention think, and given us all yeah. something to talk about. I oh. think if he'd come in like three weeks earlier, he might have had a chance. But as it is, he's only played three games. Probably not soon enough for him to be thrown in. Uh, so what happened to you and Mariners? You only got one in the squad. They're running first. Uh, I can only assume Holger Osik thinks uh, Graham Arnold's a fantastic manager because his players are rubbish. I'm very disappointed. Uh, obviously, Matt Ryan, I'm stoked to see him there. But I, I would have thought Josh Rose would have gotten a mention in the squad. Maybe Alex Wilkinson. Um, obviously, uh, up front, none of our players were going to get picked. because. What about a guy called Rosson Griffiths? Yeah, he, he was on fire like early in the season, but... Since he's been, since he's come back from his injury, he's been flat. He's been pretty flat, I have to say. He's starting to get back to some form now, but I would have liked to have seen him in the squad, especially seeing as you've only got Partalu and maybe Sirota as a holding midfielder in this team. And considering we're picking guys from places like Korea and Japan, where's Matt Simon? Yeah, it's um. <laughs> look, obviously Matt Simon's not the most graceful of players up front. Maybe that's not what OCX trying to go for in this squad. 
He's clunky, he's difficult and big, but he makes people uncomfortable, makes defenders uncomfortable on the ball. I, I kind of like him. But I, I do, while we're touching on the A-League and A-League players, and I'm going to include Matt Simon in that, I want to move to the A-League, the A-League proper, as the, uh, the show ticks on. I think we've got, we had a great weekend last weekend, and we've got a great weekend coming up. Um, I just want to go through the, the teams and the games. Um, Melbourne Hart versus Gold Coast United, that was quite a game. Yeah, it was a good game. Uh, I was really backing the Gold Coast there. I wanted them to see them stand up with yeah. their young players, all their midfield, uh, 18 years or under. I thought that was a fantastic story, and I was really going for them to get the win, and they put up a, a fantastic they almost fight did, as well. Yeah, 80, 83rd minute, I think, was when Hart finally got the breakthrough, but yeah, Gold Coast definitely had their chances to score. It was just disappointing that they couldn't get it through. Yeah. Will they be able to do it next week, or are they just going to fall in a heap? Well, they're playing Mariners, which is mm. a different kettle of fish. Oh, they're playing, so. they're playing the Mar- us tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, is and it? And then, because um, it's a replay from that washout, and then they've got Melbourne Victory on Saturday. So, so, I, th- so I think it's about whether they concede early. If they we, we have struggled against Gold Coast this season, both nil or draws, so yeah. if they set themselves out well. Um, talking about struggling, uh, struggle against uh, you being the Central Coast Mariners, struggled yeah. against finally, Phoenix finally to broke a our slump, win. but. Oh, my God, we were wasteful in that first half. We should have been 42 goals up at half time. Um, look, it was a well taken goal by Rogic, but. Yeah. Is he the new Mustafa Amini? I, I think and he might Who's going to play out of those two, Nick? Mm. It's very interesting. Who do you um, want to play in your heart, deep in your heart? I kind of want Rogic to get the go because Amini's going to be leaving at the end of the season. But well, Amini's got better hair. Um, I, I'm excited by Rodic. Um, he's he looks far very comfortable on the ball. And he's willing to try things more often. He, he does have more of a final product than Amini does, I must say. Now, Wellington Phoenix, two games without a goal. Uh, yeah, two games without a goal. Um, are they uh, in a slump? They're not in danger of dropping out the six, but they certainly aren't going to be heading towards a finish line with their heads up like they oh, look, look like. I, I always thought second was a position that belied Wellington Phoenix's <laughs> ability. They're, mm. They've got fantastic uh, squad cohesion over there. They know how to play with each other. The squad's been together a long time. Half the All-Whites are in there as well. So they know each other really well. They're a very tight-knit group. For, but man-for-man talent-wise, I think they're one of the poorest squads in the A-League. And Ricky Herb is a fantastic manager to consistently get the results he does. Um Eiffel and uh, Eiffel was firing up, but Eiffel and Sanchez don't play very well together. You can have either Sanchez, who don't, can dominate a game without Eiffel, doesn't necessarily do it with him, and the two of them in the side really kind of negate each other. No, oh, I don't know. I guess they are both go-to men, so when you're moving up the pitch, you want to find those guys in space. But, uh, well, I think they could play together. I, I don't think that would be an issue. So moving to the uh, the greatest game ever, Uh Brisbane Raw versus Melbourne Victory 3-2. Did you guys see this game? I did. Very it was good fantastic. Game. Unfortunately, I only saw the highlights, but the highlights were still pretty good. Uh, it, was, well, it was nice to see Harry Kuehl get a double. So uh, essentially what happened, Nick, was uh, it was Brisbane Raw versus Harry Kuehl as he uh, was the Harry Kuehl of old, or at least seemed to be the Harry Kuehl of old, trying single-handedly trying to pull that team across the line. Uh, I think what you're alluding to is right. that The Victory are still playing as a team of individuals. And they have very good individuals, which can keep them in games like this. But they need to really make a fist of the A-League in the finals. They need to be 
more than the sum of their parts in the ways that Brisbane or the Mariners are, and then they really don't have that at the moment. So the Brisbane uh, Brisbane are really coming uh, coming good at this time. Uh, they had their I'm going to call it a mini slump, but I want to give a big uh, shout out to a guy called Rafe who apparently listens to the podcast each and every week. Okay, uh, not for the last few weeks because we haven't had it up due to technical issues. <laughs> but uh, thanks for listening, Rafe. Apparently, he, uh, puts on his car and is driving to work. So uh, big respect for that. Apparently, he uh, so no, I know one. that he watches a lot of Brisbane Royal games and travels even uh, down to Adelaide and, and whatnot. So he's a pretty hardcore fan. Really? Wow, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm keen to uh, talk to him about well, uh, well, his, his strength, his, his views on how Brisbane are going to Well, go. one thing I'll, uh, I'll give Brisbane Raw at the moment is that they are coming back to their best, but they're not doing it for 90 minutes like they mm. used to. They used to pummel teams and have the possession for the entire match. They're doing that in periods again, but they still aren't doing it the way they used to. Is it Broich? Well, he's certainly not ha- having as much influence as he was earlier in the Came season and last shoulder. season. Yeah, but um, I, I wouldn't put. I, I never put these things down to one player. Right. Um, Perth Glory two 0 against Newcastle Jets. Glory for the title. Oh, might be a bit, bit uh, premature to say that one. Uh, depending on how they go against Brisbane Raw this weekend, we could be talking differently. To, to be fair, the Jets uh, don't do very well in Perth. Last time they won, I think there was six years ago. It's a shame. I was really, I was really going for them to like continue were... their streak. Jet, I, I know I, I shouldn't like the Jets, but over Perth any day. <laughs> uh, Adelaide United uh, lost against Sydney one two. Um, Sydney inter- injected some attacking pace. Yeah, um, Mitchell Malia ended up getting the winner for them. Um, and he, he's a good young player. Um, I'm just surprised that Adelaide couldn't put this one to bed in the first half. The, they had a buckle load of chances. Sergio van Dijk missed a couple of very, very good chances. Um, so, yeah, they, they're not looking too crash hot for next week. But, yeah, I'm not really sure. Sydney's, Sydney could make it now, I think. They're two points ahead of the Jets. Okay. Well, that that was uh, last week's games. Now, you're on Near Post Radio, and uh, Aaron and Nick are going to put their money where their mouth is, and they're going to predict all the winners for you. Um, I'm not saying this is a gambling-focused show, but uh, certainly you just invest your house. Put it all on, on the results that these guys call. Um, Aaron, Gold Coast United versus Central Coast Mariners. I think the Mariners will take it, and I love to believe in a sporting fairy tale, and I'd like it to go the other way, but it's just not going to. Nick, where are you calling? I'm Nick, almost your obliged. Mariners? I'm obliged to pick the Mariners here. Rogic Hattrick, I reckon. <laughs> Rogic Hattrick, nice. <laughs> uh, Newcastle Jets, are they going to... Uh, time to turn things around. Are they going to pick themselves up and uh, manage to do something? Oh, they're, Against they're Adelaide, their they're home form is always very good. I think, I think they'll win this one comfortably. The wheels have well and truly fallen off Adelaide United. It's very sad to see. Uh, hopefully, Cozzy stays on. For me, I quite like him as a coach. And again, uh, gets a lot of media attention, which is good. But uh, Adelaide pretty much given away this season and focusing on the ACL, I think. Uh, Sydney versus Wellington Phoenix. Aaron. Uh, was it being played? Uh, it's being played in Sydney. In Sydney? Oh, God. I'm going to sit on the fence and give a draw there because neither team's going to be good enough to win. I think it's a real danger game for Wellington. They need this. They they have lost two games now and they really need to turn this around. Nick? Oh, I think I think I'll just give it to Sydney on this one. I think they're, they're just like a mini revival here after that humiliating loss to the Jets. Um, yeah, I think they've shaded it. So Gold Coast United versus Melbourne Victory. Aaron. A Gold Coast playing twice next week. Uh, yeah, the, well, Wednesday, there's one game Wednesday and on Saturday. Wednesday and then yeah. uh, again on the weekend. Okay, oh, that'll be a very interesting game, and that will, will be the one the victory see as a chance to really get mm. their act together and start putting a number of goals on teams and keep a clean sheet at the back. So, 
see. I'll probably go with Victory again. I think they will crush them. <laughs> Perth Glory versus Brisbane Raw. Nick, who are you calling? Brisbane. Really? Definitely Brisbane. Brisbane Raw are away from home. Yeah. Aaron, you back that up? Yeah, I would, but I never back Perth, but they seem to be getting results recently. They're doing so. very, very well. If Schmelz, uh, who didn't play. Yeah. All right, well, thanks, guys. And uh, just uh, if you're in the near post... Uh, Get there first. Get there first. The near post. Get there first. Don't get there second. Don't get there third. The near post. Get there first if it's for.